don't want it to get to that point with, with yourself where you're where the only thing that you can remember is the things that your brain is going to allow you to write it down record it do what you can collect the voices of those around you collect them collect the stories Welcome back to Deciphered, a series of conversations with creators from Africa and the diaspora who are leaning into their roots to create new spaces for all of us. I am Christabel Insia Bwadi. feel like to amplify and claim the role your parents played in building the nation that they immigrated to you know the lost forgotten or ignored history that you bore witness to if you're listening to this podcast i'm pretty confident that this idea of revealing ignored histories or those histories of your families is inspiring your work and i have someone who can speak directly to that today her name is Gavia Bailey. She's an award-winning broadcaster and host of the Canadian podcast called Strong and Free. Gavia, welcome. It's such a pleasure to be here, Christabel. I'm excited. Yeah. I love that intro. That is so, I, it's, it's such a, it's really interesting to hear people reframe the things that you do sort of through their own perspective. I love that framing. I love that framing mm. so much. I really do. Thank you. Tell me more. Why'd you love it? Why'd you love what I said? I love what you said because it hints at the honoring of my parents and my ancestry that has always kind of fueled my career and how this project mm. always started from that place of honoring the work that my parents started. Mm. That makes sense because just to give the listener a sense of this, so this six mm -hmm. part podcast, it recounts yeah. the stories of black Canadians who are thriving mm -hmm. and to build the country, right? When I first wanted to speak to you, it was because it was produced in English and French. I which know, is this right? Whole other, right, which is this whole other level of honoring histories because as, you know, the child of immigrants, there were two languages in my house. Mm. I My mind was blown because I was like, wait, there's three languages that interconnect, that really speak to these complicated or not so complicated histories. But then I started listening to the show and the first episode was about you. Yeah and your family, and your mum. My mum. And your mum, your mother, <laughs> your mum. And how she moved to Canada mm -hmm. and her journey, which felt so familiar to me. Mm -hmm. And then the way in which you, you connected this story of this adventurous trailblazer, but then you weave it and you, you connect it to this broader history, yeah. which I think we so often fail to do. Not just wider society because the the histories are erased let's just say mm -hmm. call it what That's it is true. or let's say ignored or overlooked mm. let's say overlooked mm -hmm. but we often do because in the day-to-day -day, you're just getting on with it well that was the point of the whole series the whole mm. series really 
was um, and starting with my my own family, yes, but the whole series was about like history is a living history, especially for people whose stories have been ignored or marginalized in whatever way or not taught that history is a living thing. We wanted that whoever was listening to know that there is a direct correlation between what happened in the whatever, if it's the prairies of Canada in the 1800s is directly related to young people in the prairies that are of African descent that live there now. That it's not that history is like this, oh, let's tell a story of history. It (laughs) happened way in the past. That the echoes of it are always being felt through generations, from generation to generation. That it's not just a thing that stops or that we can just look back on with, you know, romantic lenses. It's something that affects us now. So that's what was so important to us about this series, that talking about Black Canadian history was a talking was talking about now. Hey, I'm Christabel in Siabwadi. Thank you for listening to the Deciphered podcast. Keep listening to this great conversation with Garvia Bailey, the co-founder of Media Girlfriends and the host of the podcast Strong and Free. where I realized in listening to this that's where we all get stuck yeah right because we're trying to connect the minutia or the day-to-day with the big our our parents are probably of similar age um similar generations if Mm. not the same generation right and I'm looking back now and I'm going wow the things that you did people are writing about it now Mm -hmm. the things that I grew up with people don't know about it unless it's canonized in some form That's either right. through audio or, or writing which is why the work of telling your history is so important and it also made me think differently about this idea of histories being ignored and I, I think I used the word erased earlier and then I corrected it for a reason because I think that I'm not trying to let people off the hook mm-hmm. but I think sometimes those histories are forgotten because people are so busy living it right well you know what for definitely for immigrant parents right Mm -hmm. doing this podcast was also an opportunity for me to ask the questions and dig deep into those questions that I never ever felt like my parents had the time or the inclination Mm -hmm. to stop what they were doing because they were too busy trying to survive and raise their five kids and do in this new country and you know all those things So this was such a great opportunity and I've been doing it for a while now, going back to my parents and now my father has dementia now. So I'm glad that I had started recording him talking about his stories early on, like a a few years ago, I started doing that. But to be able to just sit down with my mom and say like Mm. much of what you hear in the podcast, I had not heard before. Mm. What was that like? to listen to hear it for the first time I just I don't know I just fell in love with my mother again just sitting there with her and having her laugh and tell me about those feelings of being and I just pictured her being this young girl and she's 
you know, when she learned about Canada, as you hear in the podcast, she was just pregnant with my brother and she picked up a piece of paper on the ground and it said, you know, come to Canada. And she held on to that piece of paper. And when she was telling me this story, I was just the picture of her in this, because I've been to this, this very, very tiny village in Jamaica that we're from. I could just Mm -hmm. picture her with her dusty red feet, you know, picking up this piece of paper and holding it to her and grasping it and clasping it until the time came. So I just felt more in tune with the woman that I am having her tell me about the woman that she was and the woman that she was becoming in taking this very courageous journey. I just, I just felt more connected to her, more connected to myself and more connected to the work that I'm doing because I got to sit down and have that conversation with her. It was great. Mm. It was great. It's the highlight of my career. Wow. And what was it like putting that story together? Because I can hear the love in that. Personally, I think like episode one, no disrespect to you. Mm. Very wonderful. Mm. I could have just listened to the whole tape personally. And your mom's laugh is hilarious. Isn't it funny? She's so cute. It's the best. She's just a (laughs) cute lady. She's just a cute lady. Putting it together was... um, It was just super fun because I kind of had it in my mind of how, of what her, like it was, it's very linear. It just tells the story. I love being, you're a storyteller, Christabel. You know what I'm saying? You just love putting Mm -hmm. the story together and all the beats and all of that. It's my favorite part Mm -hmm. of podcasting. Mm -hmm. It's my favorite part of producing is taking all of the pieces and putting it together and being able to reflect on her laugh and share that laugh. And as you're putting it together, you're like, Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people are going to hear my mom's laugh. How great is that? (laughs) How great is that? And you're just putting it together and it's just like, you know, it was a joy to put together. And it was Mm. even more of a joy because the professional academic in the piece, her name's Karen Flynn. She's from out of the University of Illinois Urbana-Champaign. She, it turns out, Christabel, that I knew that woman who is the professional in this podcast from university days what yes and as I was doing the research for this particular piece I was like I need a great academic who knows all about women who are immigrating from the West Indies to Canada and North America and blah 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 everything kept on citing Karen Flynn and I was like Uh -uh. but but I know Karen Flynn she's my home girl not Karen and just like that boom Karen Flynn was there to help me put it together so everything about it was kind of magical (laughs) Mm. it also speaks to understanding the value of your story yes and one might think is doesn't make any sense or is not valuable like write it down or record it I had I get that all the time like I have a former writing teacher who is like write just write all the time. And I'm just like, "Eh, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah. Right. But write it all the time because the value of your story, like that's where history begins. I'm really beginning to believe that ironic because I'm a storyteller, but Mm -hmm. you understand what I mean. I do. And the thing is, you know, as much as we don't like to, we love to live in our youth, but as we get older, we forget. There are things that we forget. There are things that we are not going to be able to 
just access again real quick. Like we used to when we were like super, you know, when you're 20, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I'll remember this. Write womp, womp, it, womp, write it all down. You won't remember. You won't remember until it's too late. Like with my dad um, right now with his dementia, he his right now is him at like my age or younger or even younger mm-hmm. than that. That's his present. Mm right? Mm. You don't want it to get to that point with yourself where you're, where the only thing that you can remember is the things that your brain is going to allow you to. So write it down. You are absolutely 100% correct. Write it down, record it, do what you can collect the voices of those around you, collect them, collect the stories. Yeah. And I mean, I have a reputation with my family. Like every time they see my phone out, not just my my husband and my kids, but with my with my mum and my sister, when I go to visit my family, if they see me quiet, oh, you're laughing because yeah. you know because I do the same thing. Quiet. Yeah, exactly. And they see me quiet, and my phone turns this a particular is me. way, and everyone goes, "What are you doing?" And I go, "Nothing." I was just, can can you repeat again? This is one more time. That was really great what you said. And then I get cussed out. Of course. But it's worth it. Yes, it is worth it. And my brother would always say to me, he's like, Garvia, everything is not a story. Everything is not a story for you to mine. Everything's not a story. He is wrong. He is wrong. He's wrong. You're listening to Deciphered, hosted by me, Christabel Nsiabwadi. If you're enjoying this conversation, and I sincerely hope you are, then sign up for our newsletter. You can do that at our website. That's at the-cipher.com. Now let's get back to my conversation with Garvia Bailey, the host of the podcast, Strong and Free. One of the things that stood out for me was this idea of the role that your mum played in mm-hmm. Canada's immigration. Yes, the domestic policy worker scheme. Yeah. And the domestic worker mm-hmm. scheme. Mm-hmm. I think I had to pause the podcast for a minute and take a little breath because I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, the domestic scheme um, actually started earlier than that. My mom was a teenager when the domestic scheme was sort of dreamt up by the government of the day, the Trudeau government in Canada. And mm. the scheme was really about, you know, Karen Flynn says it beautifully in the podcast, but the scheme was really about bringing as domestic workers from the West Indies into um, places like Canada to fill out the workforce and to allow mm. women to enter into the workforce so white canadian mm. women to to leave the household and go out into the workforce it started in the 50s it continued into the end of the 60s and this scheme was a government you know it was on paper it was in the books many nations had a little book about how these young women are supposed to act and mm. work and how they're supposed to address the women that they're working for and the families that they're working for. 
how they're supposed to interact with each other, which is not too much. Like, don't be too loud. Don't be too this. Don't, you know, you and I would do very poorly in the domestic scheme. We would. They, they would send, <laughs> they would back send us back. <laughs> so this was really about a nation building on the backs of these women who were not granted citizenship or not granted anything other than you can come and stay here and work for this long. There was a time when they were granting them kind of a partial road to citizenship, but then that was pulled back and pulled away as the scheme continued. So my mother was um, one of these young, as a young girl, she would see young girls in her church. They would be there one week, gone the next because they're gone to foreign, they're gone to Canada. So it was kind of a mythology for her. Like it was something that she saw happening. That was a story in her village that, you know, young women in her village would, would disappear to Canada and then not come back. And that was the scheme. It is kind of interesting that the scheme kind of continues in its own way, although it's not uh, any longer an official scheme. We still see foreign workers from the Philippines, from, mm -hmm. you know, all over the world, from Eastern Europe that come and they're nannies and they work and they have very, very few controls. They have don't, like they're, they, they don't have a lot of autonomy in how the exchange of goods mm. works, you know? Wow. So mm -hmm. it's something that happened a long time ago. But like I said, it's one of those things that reverberates into the now. Mm -hmm. So it was a really, it's a really interesting part of Canadian history, but it's true that, you know, the, the health, the ec economic health of Canada really came on the backs of these women, for mm. sure. And that history really resonated with me because it has echoes of what happened in the UK with the Windrush generation. That's exactly it. The framing may have been different, but it was exactly the same, mm -hmm. you know, and we, a few years ago, um, we saw... <laughs> We saw the result of that when, you know, this generation who thought that they were British, on paper at least, basically were told, well, you're not really British. Mm -hmm. Not really. Mm -hmm. But thanks anyway. Mm -hmm. And this is a generation of people in their 70s who had, you know, given birth to children and had grandchildren mm -hmm. and maybe great grandchildren. So that really stuck with me. So that was that was incredible. And I want to quickly pivot, talk about one of your researchers, I believe, mm -hmm. has a connection with a... Yeah. Uh, journalism legend. Yes, Mary Ann Shad Carey. She was the first newspaper publisher, a black woman of formerly enslaved folks that came to Canada. And this kept on happening during the production of this, this podcast series, that we would all start talking about something, you know, as an idea, a story idea. And we'd be like, well, we have to do something on Mary Ann Shad Carey because we're all female, black female journalists, and we wouldn't be here without Marianne Shad Carey, who was this <laughs> educator. She was a nurse. She could do everything. And she had this newspaper. And she pushed back against everybody. You know, black folks were coming at her and saying, you cannot be doing this. And she was like, uh-uh, I'm doing it. White folks mm -hmm. were like, you're too uppity. She was like, uh-uh, I'm doing it. So we're sitting there and we're talking about how we want to do this story. And the researcher on the project Marishana, she says, oh, she's my great, great aunt. <laughs> and we're like, well, I was like this. 
what? Who's your great great aunt? Great aunt? Who? Who now? And she's like, yeah, Marianne Shad Carey. Our, our whole family went and and followed her route to Canada and did it. I can't. I was like, girl, I cannot. Let's go. So right. this was just another, you know, another gift from the universe that said, you're doing this podcast the right way. Yes. Connecting it sure. to now. Right. Mm. The reverberations, the echoes, they continue. Mm -hmm. And then let's talk about the French, the English, yes. the Afro, yeah. the Canadian. You all were doing a lot, man. We did do I, a lot. I understood that it was the nature of your experience. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this black experience is so different to mine. Like I said earlier, you know, this idea of language, which is, which is something that I'm also fascinated with and what it says about who we are and our histories and our communities and so on and so forth. This idea, this, this podcast is available in French, right? It is. And it's hosted by um, um, our French producer, our colleague, Josiane Blanc, who mm -hmm. is an incredible filmmaker, really great uh, producer, just such an incredible woman. Um, so she was a part of it from the beginning because a part of the, of the contract with Historica Canada, who are our partners in it, was that they wanted a French version. They wanted all the versions in French, all the and they wanted half of the half of the stories to be French first. So we we're like, well, we'll consider that a challenge, and we will do it. <laughs> challenge accepted. And it was so crucial because you can't tell tell the story of Canada without having it be uh, in French as well as English. And right. there is so much about the uh, diaspora and diasporic peoples of African descent that speaks to uh, the connection to, to French and to French colonization. So we told the story of Haiti, um, mm -hmm. which was great. We told the story of Marie-Joseph Angelique, who was a mm -hmm. uh, formerly enslaved woman. Um, she was a baddie. She was a baddie man. In the UK sense, as in the sense that she, is, she was a... Yes. Yeah, man. She she was her story. A gangster. Come on Woo! now. Why isn't that a movie? People listen to it. We need a big movie. It it has to a be big a big movie. movie. Who would star? It's got to be. Someone, I don't know. It's got to be someone big. Yeah. Letitia Wright. Yes, Letitia Wright would be amazing. Letitia Wright would be amazing in that role. Yes. Anyway, Hollywood, you're welcome. Let's make yeah, make you're it welcome. happen. You're welcome. Make it happen. <laughs> Um, but I really do like I do believe that the French and and like this was our first podcast major podcast as a podcast company media girlfriends was formed and this was the first thing we did and so we were mm. like so now we like strut around like oh you guys did a podcast well our first podcast was belong it was in two languages <laughs> So, Belong. so step off, right? <laughs> it was great to be able to do those stories. And I think crucial to make them uh, both French and English. We love doing it that way. What is it that makes the Black Canadian experience so unique? Because it has to go more to beyond more than language, right? I yeah. identified it in the sense of, well, wait, this is a whole part of the diaspora. I didn't grow up with many Haitian people. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it's because Haitian people wouldn't necessarily go to the UK because right. it's an English speaking country. Yeah. Right. But how does that change the flavor of black Canadians in a way that maybe I wouldn't have experienced? You know, it's like <laughs> the funny thing is when you when you 
speak to being black and Canadian, it is a very mm-hmm. different kind of conversation in being African American mm-hmm. or an African living in America or yep, yep. it's a very different experience. And if I had to put my finger on it, it might have to do with the way that many of us immigrated here. Um, mm-hmm. There is, of course, formerly enslaved folks that are living in Canada. I am from a former enslaved colony in Jamaica historically. So mm-hmm. we do have that history, but it's not always that history that went from point A directly to point B. Sometimes yes. there's many points in between, ancestrally speaking. There are, mm-hmm. of course, people that went straight from point A to point B that mm-hmm. um, that Marie-Joseph Angelique, she was an enslaved person that came to Canada and lived and worked as an enslaved person in Canada. So there mm-hmm. is that as well. But there is something about the passage, like how we got here, how we mm-hmm. settled that makes the way that we have integrated into Canada just slightly different, I think. to run out of time but I want to really talk about your career as well because Mm -hmm. you're a baddie as well you are baddie (laughs) (laughs) you know I mean like you used to host a jazz show you're the co-founder of jazzcast.canada.ca yeah .ca I actually founded that with with a couple other people we had a jazz streaming service that was all about Uh, jazz the roots of jazz the real african-american roots of jazz we just wrapped it up at the beginning of 2022 it was on for you can still check it out on soundcloud jazzcast.ca still has it so you'll see our shows up there but Mm -hmm. one of the coolest things i've ever done and you know and and it came out of our place of me having to reclaim jazz in in a way because I had been working at another station and it went so poorly I had to sue them and it was just a nightmare Mm. of a situation and I felt like who are these white people to take jazz away from me to make me like like not want to listen to the music that I know I can claim you know Mm, mm, mm -hmm. that I have claim to like how did you do this to me so uh, a part of starting jazz cast was that um, and it was like the best experience in the world. So yes, I have a bit of a entrepreneurial flair to me and starting <laughs> some things. And before that, I was at, at the CBC, the Canadian National Broadcaster, doing stuff that I loved, but also still not feeling quite right in my black skin on mm. with the broadcaster. So that had to change. And so you joined... Is that and so you joined the crew of uh, co-creators at Media Girlfriends? Well, after both the Jazz Station and the CBC, it was like I realized that my spirit would not let me work for someone else again. My spirit said, "This is not for you. Working for someone and being whatever someone thinks 
you are and trying to sort of shape yourself into whatever that mold is that they want you to be is just, it's not your spirit, right? Um, Mm. If we're going full circle, it comes all the way back around to my mother. She was, she has never been that person to say, I'm just going to sit back and let life happen to me. So I said, I'm not going to let life happen to me. I'm going to take control of this career of mine. And Media Girlfriends was born. I love that. You're your mother's daughter. And I also like what you did there, Editorial. Very clever. Very <laughs> clever. Um, <laughs> but my, my final question for you, Gavia, it's such a beautiful name. Thank you. Now, I'm hearing echoes of a, of a particular leader. Yes. Was that an inspiration? Yes. I love it. Marcus Garvey. Marcus Garvey. I'm wearing my Marcus Garvey pendant. I have three different ones. (laughs) Okay. And they're all Marcus Garvey's face on them. I have so many of them. Um, Yes. My parents were first Pentecostal Christians. Yes. But in their heart of hearts, they were both Garveyites. They really believed in Marcus Garvey, but not in a way where they said, this is what you need to believe. They said it in a way Mm -hmm. that, all my brothers have the middle name Garvey and I was named Garvia. And then my mom would travel on her missions as a missionary. When she came to Canada, she would go with her church on missions and she would always come back with books for me about Marcus Garvey. But she never, ever said to me, Oh, Marcus Garvey, blah, 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 blah. Never. She just said, here's your name, go figure it out. And here are some books that's on our next conversation about the power of names i'm yes. not even joking all right you coming back i'm coming back i can tell you oh, man yes <laughs> gavia thank you so much i loved this conversation christabel i loved being on your show you're one of, you're the best you're the best Thank you so much for listening to my conversation with Garvia Bailey. She is the co-founder of Media Girlfriends and the host of the podcast Strong and Free, which is what we were talking about on this show. You can listen to Strong and Free and of course this show Deciphered wherever you listen to your favourite podcasts. And please do not forget to leave us some lovely five star ratings. Follow Garvia Bailey on Twitter at Garvey's Child. And you can follow Media Girlfriends on Twitter as well at Media GFS. That's Media GFS for Media Girlfriends. And on Instagram, they're at Media Girlfriends. And it's always worth repeating because, you know, we love to share the love. Please like and please subscribe to the Deciphered podcast and tell all your friends to do the same. Deciphered is the partner podcast to the Cypher newsletter. Sign up to discover more great podcasts from Africa and the diaspora and to get production tips from industry pros through our website. And if you're curious what that website is, it's this, the-cipher.com. Tess Goodwin edited Deciphered. And Christabel Nsiabwadi, that's me, executive produced and hosted the show. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time. Deciphered is a production of My Lens Media.